We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why... When it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show. With your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 494. We've got the annual GM episode where we play general manager, try and build the team in the offseason after yet another playoff exit. We haven't done it yet after a World Series win. Maybe we'd take a different approach if they ever do win the World Series. Uh, but I feel, it's like a, we, I feel like we just did these, by the way. Does it I, not feel like we just did these? Yeah, I feel the same way. This whole past year has just been an utter blur. But um, yeah, so I, I'm with you. That is just, if you told me the 2021 or the 2020 GM episode happened like two weeks ago. I'd be like, hey, okay, yeah. It's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're recording this Monday of the off day between games five and six of the World Series. So we wanted to get some stuff in before some of the uh, contract option stuff come up, like Zach Britton. So what we definitely wanted to get it in. I'm just putting a timestamp on it so no one can call bullshit on us. There you go. I like it. 
Uh, and what we're going to do is uh, I'll go through briefly what my plan is. Scott will go through his and then we'll break it down, probably try and tear each other's apart. Or who knows? Maybe we have the exact same plan and we didn't even know it. Possibly, possibly. So I was looking through Yankees spot track. Spot track? Spot track. That's right. You were saying it. You said it a little strange before we started recording. I wasn't going to say anything because I wanted you were you to hoping say it. I was going to do it. again. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted you to say it on the podcast the way you were saying it. But all of a sudden you changed it out of absolutely nowhere, which I'm really disappointed about, actually. It'll change again when, yeah. when, that, when I say it the next time. Anyway, I noticed a few interesting things about the Yankees, uh, different Yankees players, uh, salary, p- payroll, contract situations. It can, appears. Can I can I stop for a second? I'm sorry. I feel like we need to just acknowledge that there's baseball still happening and and playing. I know Why? you're not watching much of it. Much of it? I'm watching. I've watched a good amount of it actually. So I feel <laughs> I've like I need to zero speak on innings it. of the World Series, just like America. Okay, I have been watching it, and it's been pretty good baseball. Like this weekend, mm-hmm. I definitely watched a lot of it. The entire the it's 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 unbelievable. I I will say this: the Tampa Rays. They're it's kind of the way I predicted. In the sense that their arms are tired. That's that's true. That's definitely happening. You can tell that they're on like their tail end. And the Dodgers offense is better, but the Rays are still scratching away and still getting to the point where they're like being able to, to you know, be in a position to win and the, and they're making the Dodgers screw screw things up. Like Saturday night was a disaster. They should never have won that game, but they did. And the um and then last night the Dodgers finally took care of business. I think the Dodgers are going to win. I think they're going to win in six, as I predicted. I feel like that's the the, the time that they should do it. Like as a, as of right now, it seems like they're still the better team. But Tampa's definitely got some some luck up their ass, right? They still have some luck up their ass. They have that little that little sense of unknown still. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they pushed it to a game seven. But it's you been got, pretty you, good baseball, man. It's been pretty good. You baseball. got that out. You got that out of your system. I did. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been uh, it was actually fun to watch. So. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I Did you not I, see not, the highlights of the uh, uh, Rice Aroni, your boy? I saw that highlight, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I have not, I like, I'm not exaggerating. I have not even turned the World Series on. I have not watched one second of it. That's fine. I think a lot of people are doing the same thing. I well, did. it's the lowest rated World Series since the 1960s. That's fine. I think a lot of uh, sports in general right now, you're seeing some very strange things. So I don't know if it would necessarily be that low if we had a normal season. But the fact that we had a normal season and the fact that the Tampa Rays have five yeah, people the Tampa in their Rays bases. being in it, if it was Yankees, Dodgers, or Astros, Dodgers, then I think we'd probably have better ratings. Certainly, Yankees, Dodgers would be the best for baseball. But the the Rays being in a terrible yeah baseball market definitely plays a factor here. Add on COVID, add on weird season, add on sports interest down already, add on election coming. Right. And There's it's a lot like, of shit happening right it's now. It's like all the World Series is on. Don't care. It's competing with football as well. So you look at what happened like last night. There's a, uh, uh, a Seahawks Cardinals. You got two exciting quarterbacks, two f- fun offenses. You yeah. going to watch that or are you going to watch the Tampa Bay Rays play in the World Series? Well, someone, I saw an you artic- might think you're like in a bizarro world if, some, if you're a casual fan and someone said that to you. I saw an article that on Friday night, what was that? Game three of the World Series? Friday night? Game four. Three, yeah, it got outrated by Shark Tank. <laughs> a new Shark Tank or a repeat? Don't know. It's Shark Tank. It should not be outrating the World Series. Yeah, Shark Tank. You know, that's the American dream right there. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants can, a piece of that. Can we get on to the GM? Plans? Yeah, now let's get on to the GM thing. Yep. 
So it appears that Voigt, Frazier, Glaber, and Montgomery all have Super 2 arbitration status, which means they will have actually four years of arbitration instead of the standard three years of arbitration. That is based, it's a weird calculation how that is, it's based on when you get called up and how much time you've spent in the majors compared to peers of similar, um, compared to your peers, how long they have spent in the majors in a similar time span. It's very weird. I don't know the exact calculation. I just know that they spot track says they will have four years of arbitration, which I think is kind of a big thing for guys like certainly a guy like Glaber, but also a guy like Voigt, who's going to be 33 when his arbitration is up. So the Yankees are essentially paying him an arbitration through his entire prime. Yeah, they are. It's a, it is a crazy scenario. And I think it's because, you know, you're seeing some of these guys blossom late and the Yankees are really going to be able to, to pay dividends um, because of that, because they identified the talent at a later point. I don't know. I don't know how you explain that to me. There's a bunch of luck in there involved too, uh, for the team, not for the player. Like, damn, why didn't my potential come out three years earlier? I would have gotten paid a hell of a lot more money, but that's just the way that the, uh, the cookie crumbles, baby. Yeah, and I don't know that these are going to factor into our GM plans. It was just things that I wanted to note. Uh, also, Stanton's contract has a $10 million buyout for 2028. Did we forget about this? Did you know about this? Did I? I'm sure we talked about this when the Yankees acquired him. But it's just like, well, of course, that's going to be a buyout. So it's kind of weird that the Marlins even put that into the contract because he's going to be in his late 30s in 2028. The chances of them picking up a $25 million option any team is there nothing attached to that to numb. no it's just straight up buyout hmm. I, I don't know what the reason it just seems weird on the end of a 13 year mega contract you know what i mean yeah it seems like one of those bookkeeping things that was for whatever reason a kicker. like his agent wanted to get him to a certain like aav or something you yeah know? exactly Right. So then the last year actually is really only $10 million. Understanding yeah. that it's going to be, you know, or whatever. That's no, no, no. Because the AAV, no, the way the AAV works. So a contract option is not calculated into the AAV, but buyouts because they're guaranteed money are calculated into AAV. That's what I mean. What I mean is, oh, you mean because it's guaranteed money? Yeah. But that, the, um, what would have been in 2028, when does this contract end? His contract ends in 2027. Right. So then 20, the Yankees can pick up a $25 million option in 2028 or they can buy him out for $10 million. That doesn't make any sense if the contract has expired at that point. I don't understand that. It's it, Yeah, I mean, that's just... Uh, the, I, I've noticed a few contracts are like that when you have a team option. Um, but it's, the, it's, so it's saying... It's that's saying how Brett that Gardner's you, is too. It's, it's just say, much, lower val, much lower money. Right. He, so has it's, a, he, he has a buyout. It's basically so you either take the club option, the club has the option, and if you don't have that option, it triggers the buyout. Yep. Which it, it shouldn't be called a buyout. That's that's where I that's where it loses me. Yeah. Because I the mean, contract at that, at, that, at that point is for all intents and purposes is expired. Cor correct. Like the Yankees signed Brett Gardner last offseason to a technically a two-year contract. But if they don't want him on the club in 2021, they just have to buy him out for two and a half million dollars. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's like funky bookkeeping, maybe. Maybe it's funky. It, it, funky that, what? Funky butt loving? Is that, oh, okay. Butt loving? Did you, did funky you say butt loving? Butt? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that from Ricky? Ooh, this is going to be a different podcast if we're talking about funky butt loving. <laughs> it's from, it's from, the, it's from your favorite movie, Angels in the Outfield or the, the Rookie of the Year or whatever it is. One of those bad 90s that. movies. 
Oh, yeah. oh, shut your mouth. You didn't like them because you were already like 26 years old. I was drunk. Yeah, they weren't that funny. Uh, and then the other weird thing was that Hicks has a $1 million buyout in 2026 and also a $1 million trade assignment if he's traded. So if, if the Yankees trade him, he gets a million dollar bonus. Yeah, these are these are like little bookkeeping agent like FUs here and there or just ways to, to um, get to a certain number that they need to get to. That's so, all that is. Money we know, I'm going to get to my overview of my plan, but money we absolutely know are coming off the books. $21.8 million on Jacoby Ellsbury, finally. $22.1 million on Masahiro Tanaka. $12.9 million on James Paxton. And Brett Gardner's $10 million if they do buy him out. Definitely coming off the books. Correct. All right. So you ready You ready for... And if they, uh, and if they, if they let him to walk, it's two point, it's $2 million, right? 2.5. 2.5, right. Yeah. So let me let me give you what I'm doing first and fo- foremost. And if I was Brian Cashman, I would already have a contract in, in agreement with DJ LeMahieu. I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they're just waiting for the World Series to end, whatever it is. But I'm signing DJ LeMahieu. Do you want to talk about numbers right now? Or do you want me to just continue with what I'm doing? Keep doing what you're doing and then we'll talk numbers. Okay. So I'm signing DJ LeMahieu. Actually, no. Say the numbers. The numbers on DJ LeMahieu, four-year contract for $75 million with a fifth-year team option for $15 million, but a $5 million buyout, which means he's guaranteed $80 million. Is that a, by the way, a stir pot? Not a stir pot. That's not a swell pot. That's not, not a swell, a swell pot. Swell pot is not a swell pot. I read that article. It's swell opt. I think you're dyslexic. Am I really? Yeah, it's definitely swell opt. I was like, what is, did he read? Can you pull up the Ken Rosenthal tweet? Can you pull up the Ken Rosenthal tweet right now? Because I swear I read swell pot. Oh, I don't have it on the. I don't. I saw it on the article. I said swell opt. Maybe I am dyslexic. Maybe I, don't know. I like swell pot better. It sounds better, much better. Sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, swell opt does not roll off the tongue. Swell pot. I feel like I want to say that every time the number comes up. So DJ's getting eighty million guaranteed for four years, and if he gets his total earning potential on this contract, it would be ninety million dollars for five years. Okay. Okay. Done. I I'm signing Michael Brantley to a two year. $36 million contract with a third-year team option at 18... Or excuse me, a third-year vesting option at $18 million if Brantley gets 600 plate appearances in 2022. <laughs> yeah, you went definitely more specific than I did with your little options here. So let me... So uh, tell me again the contract. Two years, $36 yeah. million. Dollars, that's $18 million a year. He's making seventeen five now, I believe, right? From what I was 16. looking at. 16.5, okay. He's going to be 34 years old, so yep. it's definitely a risk mm-hmm. to sign a player uh, of his age. Mm-hmm. And it's a vesting option, so if he reaches 600 plate appearances, which he has done in mm-hmm. each of his last two full seasons, mm-hmm. if he reaches 600 plate appearances in 2022, uh, then his $18 million option kicks in for 2023. So he can he's guaranteed $36 million. He can make $54 million. Okay. I'm signing Kevin Gosman to a one-year, $13 million deal with a club option for $16 million for the second year and a $3 million buyout. So, $3 million buyout for Kevin Gosman? $3 million Gosman? buyout. If he yep. doesn't get to the point where somebody wants to pay him $16 million? Oh, excuse me. It's a, I changed it, change it to a $2 million buyout. I didn't change my notes. Okay. Uh, not really much difference. So it's a $13 million one-year deal plus a $2 million buyout. So he's guaranteed $15 million. Or the Yankees can pick up a 2022 option for $15 million. Okay. You got all that? Got all that. 
Is that it? Uh, nope. Right. I I am inviting Daniel Murphy to spring training on a minor league contract. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And here's the big defensive one. defensive specialist Daniel Murphy can play anywhere. I am not, not really anywhere. not really anymore. But not. Uh, but he doesn't strike out. Uh, here's the here's the big pitching move. Was he playing I, this year? Yeah, he he played this year. wasn't very good in Japan, but he didn't strike out a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, I am dealing. I am sending Clark Schmidt plus a mid-level prospect to the Texas Rangers for Lance Lynn. <laughs> okay. Did you also trade for Lance Lynn? I might have. Yeah. So I did, I used uh, MLBTradeValues.com or BaseballTradeValues.com to try and get a sense of how much value Lance Lynn really has. And they rank him, they assign him 20.6 value. And Clark Schmidt has an 18.7 value. So they're pretty close. So I figured if the Yankees were to throw in another mid-level prospect in the 10 to 20 range in the organization that could get the deal done. Why would the Rangers do this? Because they, the Rangers suck. They're not going to compete next year. Lance Lynn's contract has one more year on it. It's pretty affordable. They're going to get a Clark. They're going to get Clark Schmidt, a high end pitching prospect. They can hopefully uh, build around in the future for a guy who they basically are just going to lose anyway at some point next year. Yeah, I mean, we said that about a couple guys that they have. They're stubborn and they decide not to do things. And look what happened this year with Mike Miner. They ended up right. having to trade Mike Miner to Oakland for nothing. Right. When if they just traded him the season prior, they could have gotten a prospect. He also out. had a bad year. He did not have a good year compared no. to when he was. Uh, they would have been selling at the top. So they need to. Value. They should trade now on Lance Lynn, not trade in three months from now. Because what if he has a bad year? I don't think he will. Because I'm trading for him. So uh, that means I'm not signing Paxton. I'm not signing. Tanaka and I am buying out Brett Gardner. So those three guys are gone. All right. Um, okay. I like, I like, uh, I like where your head's at. I think you're, you're doing some interesting things here. Our, we're not that, we're not that off, but we're a little off. It's a couple things. Um, well, do you, do you want to do yours now or do you want to talk about I feel like, like I want to react to yours mine. first before I tell you mine. Okay. But it's so, also going to give away that some of the stuff that I do, I, I assume. So, um, So with Michael Brantley, here's why I was going back and forth on what do I want to do with left field? Do I want to just give it to Clint Frazier and pick up Brett Gardner's option and say, Brett Gardner, you're the fourth outfielder. Clint Frazier, the starting job is yours. Let me go. Let me go before you do this, because ours are very close and I feel like we're going to overlap too much. So, um, yeah, let me do this first. Okay, I am also signing DJ LeMayhew. Uh, shocking, shocking that this is happening here. I gave him $20 million a year. I gave him um, four years. Real simple. $20 million over four years. Phone option on there. If he wants another $20 million, I would give it to him. If he wanted another $20 million after that, I would give it to him. So those, um, however many years he wants $20 million, I'll give it to him. That's how it's going to work. Okay. I will give him a Bobby Bonilla contract. So our contracts are pretty similar for LeMahieu. Yeah. We've talked about this before, though. So I had a feeling our GM plans are not going to be that far off, to be honest. They're, I have a pretty drastic difference, though. Okay, so um, spoiler alert, I'm letting Tanaka walk. Spoiler alert, I'm letting J-Hap walk. Spoiler alert, I'm letting... <laughs> oh, no, just not J-Hap. I'm letting, J-Hap's J-Hap's be gone. I'm letting James Paxton walk. Um, and I'm also buying out Brett Gardner. I The reason I'm buying out Brett Gardner and what you were going to go into is I, I don't think that Clint Frazier fully gets that job if Brett Gardner's there. I feel like there's a little bit of playing to to the, um, a little bit of a nod to understanding the the type of player that Frazier is, both on the field, uh, the 
I think this he's should be rewarded for his commitment and and improvement. And I think that having Gold Glove a guy, finalist Clint Frazier, we didn't mention that's that unbelievable, yet. unbelievable. When I saw that, I was like, "You're joking." <laughs> I mean, you can shit all over the Gold Glove Award. You can call it a phony award, but it doesn't you still matter can't. if you're if you're acknowledged in that conversation. Like that's crazy. The fact that he's even acknowledged in that conversation, I don't even care if he wins it. He's what not going to win. What a turnaround! What yeah. a turnaround! Yeah, that's unbelievable. Even some of those diving plays that they show, I'm like, oh, he almost dropped that ball. He <laughs> overran that ball. But um, no, good for him, man. For real. Like I, I joke around a little bit, but one, I think the criticism was warranted for him from everybody who was giving it, and two. He worked his ass off, shut the f up, and just did his job, and got better. How if can you, you not appreciate that? If you that? could have drawn up a perfect season for Brett Gardner, it's excuse me for Clint Frazier, it's be more consistent at the plate, show that power that you're capable of, and play better defense. And he did all of those three to an even more more higher degree than I thought he was going to do. So. All right, let me keep going then. Um, so I am uh, I'm walking away from a, a bunch of people. I'm making a couple. I got two trades in the in the kicker. I'm trading Adam Adam Adovino to St. Louis for prospects and cash. I don't care what the prospects are, cash just a little bit because I feel like we're gonna have to eat a little so bit of that. They're contract. gonna. So oh, so you're kicking in some cash. We're so gonna kick making, in some cash. We're gonna get a little to make bit nine of a better mil. Pros, he's, yeah, he's, so what are you gonna throw in? Three two mil? million. I think he's gonna make seven million over there. I think it's a bargain for them. National League, a little bit more. Uh, at home where he's had success in, you know, at Colorado, he's fine. He, I'm sure he can do just fine. Not a great fit here. Too many walks. So just no, I don't want to no, see it. No prospect in mind. Just like, doesn't, you don't care. I'm going to replenish so a couple of pitching prospects. This is prospects. an addition, addition by subtraction move. I think so. Yes. Because I think there are, there are arms that are coming, uh, that are going to be around in the, in the, that have potential in the bullpen that are much more, I feel like we've seen his ceiling and it, and it's short lived and, I just can't handle the walks anymore. So just right. go. I, mean, I, just fair need enough. Him, I need him to go away. I, I was entertaining trading him too. And then I just thought if I were another team, why the hell would I trade for him? You have to make it appealing. And that's why I threw in a little bit of cash. So when you're looking at Adam Adovino as another option in your bullpen at 7 million, like, okay, there's a relationship there. There's trades that have happened. I feel like that's a deal that could happen. Um, really, you know, more upside for the other team, honestly. Um, the next trade that I am making, I didn't check the, 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 um, the value website that you went to. So I'm curious to see where this adds up. But do you want it, me to do it right now? Yeah, why not? Let's, yeah. So I also traded for Lance Lynn. Because he only had one year on his contract and because the Texas Rangers are stupid and they <laughs> wait too long, I don't think they're going to get a top prospect like Clark Schmidt, to be honest. I think that there's a market value out there, especially going into this weird year, that it's, they're going to get less than they than they would have if, the, if, if 2020 was a normal year and uh, either they traded him at the deadline or they traded him in the offseason if, if, if COVID didn't happen. I think it plays against them. And also their history shows that they just, they don't make good trades. Um, so I'm sending them Miguel Andujar, Jonathan Loizaga, and uh, I think he's number seven prospect, uh, Vizcaino. So I'm going top 10, uh, number eight, sorry, according to MLB.com. It's, Vizcaino is one of these, you know, hard throwing guys that we have in the bullp- in our in our system. Right handed pitchers, we have like eight of them who have command issues. One of them might hit, maybe, maybe. Yeah. The others are going to fade away. So, we're so gonna- hold on, give. Okay, so hold on. I this website's acting slow because we're we've got uh, video going right now. So, so and- Anduhar, I believe, Anduhar, has, and Anduhar, I still believe has has value. 
Uh, Not according got, to this website, but yeah. That's fine. But I think he I think he does. I think he showed that he can hit still when he gets some playing time. And I think Loisig is a young enough player where he he's got uh I think other team other teams would be interested in him. Because, okay, and then because who was the third guy? Set. Uh Viscaino. Okay, so this is more of like a uh, so their total trade value for this the Yankees are getting twenty point six value the Rangers are getting fourteen value okay combined for those three guys Andy War's value is two according to this website um, the so reason I think, I think Lance, that's I think that's too low the but. reason that Lance Lynn has such high value is because he has been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last two years and he's making only ten million dollars that's right. a bargain sure. You also and have to, so, is he 30, he's 34 years old, right? So I th- there, but, there has to, but if you just look at him for a one year deal, 10 million, if he was a free agent this year, yeah, he's getting $25 million for um, one year, one year value. Okay. Maybe he would probably, so you're get like getting your contract. You're getting him for like 50% less AAV than he would actually get. That's a huge value. That's why his value is so high. And Duhar doesn't have a position. That's his issue. But if you're going to trade him, you're going to have to trade him in the American League. Right. Exactly. And that's why we did that. So I think that uh, there's um, so a plus I bat think... there. And he's a young, again, a young bat, which is which is a good thing. A young bat. And um, I, I think Loisaga still has enough value uh, to other teams where he could. And, you know, if it's, if it's not a Loisaga. I don't think this is getting it done because it, there's not a high end. Pr- there's no, there's not enough upside for the Rangers in any of those guys. You're going to need to throw in probably one here's the thing more. i don't think they're going to get it anywhere else that's my thing I, I don't i think that there's going to be a i think the yankees can put together the best package probably that over anybody i think that they're going to be able to put one of the better packages why together. do you think that though they're the yankees farm systems ranked like in the mid-teens because they have guys and at the at the pro level who are still very young good arms like a loisaga i think that you can that other teams will see value in as well and clark schmidt like i just don't think you need to give it up so if if I, if you held it to me and you said okay you got to give up Clark Schmidt or Davy Garcia one to one for him I would still do the deal. You would do the deal if it was one to one for one of those guys. Yeah. So, but okay, I'm, I'm misunderstanding. So then you're so then why wouldn't you do why wouldn't you make that the deal? So you're thinking the Yankees would be getting uh, screwed in that deal. Yes, I think it would be a tougher. I think it would be tougher for the Yankees to give up one of their two pitching prospects in a, with a guy that only has one year left. I think if we had him so for the rest Demi of Garcia's the year, Garcia's value, according to this website, is thirty-four. Like that's Clark Schmitz is only Clark Schmitz is only nineteen. Okay, I'm, I definitely thought that would be closer because he's twenty-one years old, Davy Garcia, it, and he has major league experience and he showed that he can compete at the major league level. Clark Schmidt hasn't done that yet. Okay, so I'm still at the point where I need to win right now. So that's that's where I am. Clark Schmidt. Yeah, but I think who's, who can Garcia. help more? Who can help more next year for the Yankees? Debbie Garcia or Clark Schmidt? Uh, probably Debbie Garcia, but I think that's pretty damn close. Like that, no, those numbers that you're saying to me don't mean a lot because I think they're very close. Honestly, I know yeah, I mean, Debbie Garcia has shown it, it, but he also, like, I think Clark Schmidt's a, probably got better stuff. Okay. Keep going with your with your um, thing. All right. So, oh, I lost it. Okay. So I am trading anyway. I like my deal anyway because I think it still gets there. And if you need yeah, to you go, like your deal because it's more advantageous. Well, for no, the no. I, I, I think if it. you if you need to go higher with this guy, you know, like I had originally in here, Luis Gill, 
But I thought actually that, so type in Gil, because I thought that would be a... I already X'd out of the website. It was anyway, so Gil was, is, a number, is the number five prospect in... Uh, I don't know if it means that much to be number Only eight, two, nine, five. Who gives no, a shit? No, so it, it doesn't. So that's why if you're when you're not talking about Debbie Garcia or the Martian, no one in the Yankee system has any crazy value. Clark Schmidt is the third most valuable piece in the organization. So once you get outside of those top three, it's all just kind of like six value, seven value, five value. So you're you're not you could you just interchange these names, nothing changes. Got it. Okay. Um so right, I well, think if if, if you I don't like the, the fact that, that they that just they only have Anduhar on there as a what'd you say how, how two two that's stupid that doesn't make any sense he's a plus bat he hasn't hit in the major leagues for one reason or another since 2018 and he cannot play defense anywhere that's not valuable the you te- can find the, another the Texas DH. Rangers the Texas Rangers with another two um, young talented arms Jonathan Loaiziga has a talent is talented I think. Either way, let's let's just keep going. I don't want to um, go over semantics. I knew you were gonna. Uh, I, I knew the fact that there were three people on this trade. It was gonna be, it was gonna be argued upon. But I don't think Lance Lynn is gonna get the same value that that website is giving him. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, I think he's definitely gonna get traded because the Rangers. I definitely. They, he should absolutely get traded. If he doesn't get traded, they are a, a, a failure of an organization again. There's no doubt they should trade him. It's a matter Part of, of my who, plan. Everybody knows that though. Everybody knows that they're in a position where they have to trade him. So it's a it's a matter of, of lining up who you're going up against and who you can beat and not giving up as much. We, we've seen this in the past where you have a guy that everybody knows is on the trade market. There's no reason for them to hold on him. None. And you're yeah. really, really, you, you can't trade him at the trade deadline now. You're going to get a, it's a rental for a guy that you, he may get hurt and you're screwed and you're done. That's it. You, you're yeah. going to have to trade him. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers jumped on an offer that came in uh, with a pro bat and a pro pitcher came in ready to go and that they could build upon. Well, also, COVID's definitely going to still be a thing at the beginning of next season, so that might hinder some teams to make deals because they don't know how much of a season there actually will be, and they don't want to have to trade for a guy that they might only get for three months again. That might might be also a factor. That's true. That's that's something that's, that's... completely what's, out of our control here. What else is in your plan? All right. Um, there's a club option on this guy. So we'll, we'll if he gets uh, declined, which it's possible because the Nationals are, you know, it could go either way. Adam Eaton is a guy that um, I like. Uh, I, I'm signing him for a similar contract of uh, guard of Gardner. Two years, uh, $21 million. I think the second year is, um, is probably going to be a club option. Uh, and Adam Eaton is a guy that gives you some flexibility in the outfield. He's the guy that can spray the ball a little bit. Uh, he's athletic. He can run the bases. He can do a bunch of things. He's kind of a dick, from what I heard. So a little bit of a little bit of a um, you know just a, a difference in the clubhouse. He's an he's gotten a little older and a little wiser. So I I think he's a he's a good fit here to add some um, just you know importance and and level of you know emergency with the amount of time that's coming off. He just got a he just won a World Series. So I like that leadership uh, coming from Washington. So I'm he signing. Did not him. have a good year this year. Yeah, but I don't. This year would. Who, who Do you know did? how much his options for? Ten and change. So you so you're penciling him in for about eleven a year, right? You said twenty. It's a 20. team option. It's a club option. So it's a matter of if the Nationals are picking that thing up or not. So if that's his value, though, then I don't see. I mean, yeah. Okay, I, 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 that's what I did. I I made it competitive. That's all. Two years, twenty one million. 
it's 10 and a half a year. It's fine. Okay. Um, the, uh, my my contingency, if he does not, if he does sign with them, is to go out there and uh, and make a uh, trade for Ben Gamble. Just so you know, because <laughs> because uh, nice. I think that I think Where that Ben Gamble even playing anymore. He's in Milwaukee. He and he's he's, got, he's making like no money. And is I, he good? It doesn't matter. He you know he's going to come back. It's well, gonna it does be matter boys. because he's a left-handed bat. I like it. What, but like, is he better than Mike Talkman? No, Mike Talkman's staying. Mike Talkman stays. Is Ben Gamble better than Mike Talkman at this point? We'll find out, I guess. They'll compete. <laughs> I just don't... What, I don't that's, that's a I nothing don't, trade. Here's the thing. I, I don't need... Uh, well, they're both going to be on the roster. I, I don't need... Not in my plan. My plan there. Brett Gardner's gone. Who else is your... You're just adding Brantley, who's going to have to play every Clint, single day. Clint Frazier is going to be the fourth outfielder. And okay. Talkman's the fifth outfielder. So when Judge and when Judge gets hurt, then, then Talkman will be on the roster. Um, And then my final move... Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. Is I'm signing Trevor Bauer, baby. I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't want to do it, but okay. What, what I'm are signing the, Trevor Bauer because I'll tell the, you why. What are the details? There's gonna have to be there's gonna have to be two different types of of deals. I don't know what's option. He's he's literally going in front of a green screen and putting every single club, the their stadium in the back and saying I'm home on Twitter. He's t- he's going around. He's such an ass. He's going around. And I, doing don't, that. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be Darrell Revis. I can't see the Yankees signing up for I that. Can, sort I can, I can debauchery because let me tell you this, Trevor Bauer also performs bottom line. Yeah. He performs and performs well. And there's a loyalty to that team. I feel he's never been a, I don't like, even with the Cleveland Indians, like there was, there were things happening at that, at that place that was he essentially shot his way out of town. Remember, he uh, Francona goes out to get the ball and he throws it over the center field fence? Yes, that was awesome. Uh, it was such a great video. Oh, that's awesome when he's not on your team. He's also he's also trying. He understands what the contract situation there. I believe this guy wants to win. I believe that that's the next move for him is to show it. And I think the Yankees will pay him and he will... He will he will abide the company line. He will get he will he will be a New York Yankee. And anyway, five mil, five years, one hundred and twenty five million dollars. I'm not sure if that gets the deal done, but that's a that's a little bit of a bump from um, that doesn't get the deal done from last year. Hold on. He was one of the he's going to win this NL Cy Young. That doesn't get the deal done. That, that doesn't even really get close to getting the deal done. I got to tell you, I don't think that they're going to be a big contracts put out this year. I don't think that Gar- I think that Garrett Cole contract's probably the last last year was the last like long term we're going to see in a few years because okay, of the let's unknown. Let's just let's play the I know there's an unknown and we don't a fully huge know unknown. It, but let's play the game and say Trevor Bauer was a free agent last offseason. He's looking at probably 7 times 30 million. I have him at a 25 million. AAV. I thought that was pretty close. 25 to 30 AAV, I think, is going to be pretty close. And if it's okay. five years with a six-year option, something along those lines, I think that gets the deal done. But that's like what Zach Wheeler got, and he's a much better pitcher than Zach Wheeler. He also has baggage, like you've said. I think there is an unknown, and, and that, there is a risk factor I, with him. That's why I'm kind of staying away from him, because you said I think he wants to win. I, I'm not saying he wants he doesn't want to win, but I think the number one thing on his goal list is to be is to get attention. Trevor Bauer and being, wants attention. Being on the New York Yankees next to um, Garrett Cole and the just being in New York in the limelight gets him so much more attention than anywhere else. So he's also talked in the past about how he just wants to take one-year deals. Right. He could be a Darrell Rivas, go, go the hitman route and take these one-year $35 million deals. I could see that. And I would sign up for that too. I would sign up for that before I sign up for a five-year contract. Yeah. So 
I want to be clear in this. Like, I feel like there are so many unknowns walking into this offseason that if Trevor Bauer were to say, I'm not signing a multi-year deal, I'm signing a one-year deal, who's got the money? And it was $35 million. Let's just say, I, I can't see many people going over that for the 40? Year. Why not? One year, 40. I mean, I would go to 40, but I, I think 35 is, I don't know, feels feels like it's close to that number. Um, I would do it. I would absolutely do it. Because I think I the Yankees do- have look. The reason I did some of these moves, I I I am I know what Tanaka is. Tanaka is going to get paid seventeen million dollars probably for three years AAV, right? Seventeen to eighteen million dollars. I, I think that's what he's going to uh, get around there. Okay, so I wouldn't do it. If we're doing, if I'm paying twenty five or thirty million dollars for Trevor Bauer for two two more years, three more years, yeah, hell yeah. Look at the look at the difference in cost. Just do that. Look at that difference in cost. Everybody who wants Tanaka back. Look at the difference in cost. There's not You're that acting much. like I want Tanaka back. No, I'm talking to our audience because half of Twitter, I think, is split with, with what they want to do with Tanaka. Half of it's nostalgia. Half of it's, low. Oh, he could just be the back of the rotation guy. I don't want him to be the back of the rotation guy. They I don't want, need back of the rotation guy. I want guys. a young guy to come up and try to own that fifth spot and be, you know, as good as he possibly can be. That's what I want. So I'm walking in next year with a rotation of Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Lance Lynn, Severino in June, and uh Jordan Montgomery. And and the guys, oh sorry, and the guys in the uh no break for me. Hold on. The the uh the guys that I have in the back, I have uh ready to go. We got um Davey Garcia, you got Clark Schmidt back there, and Domingo Herman, who I almost put in that deal to to Texas, actually. Actually, if you're going to include someone in a Texas deal, that makes more sense. So my original thought was Miguel Andujar and Domingo Herman straight up. Well, you'd probably also need to add in um, a, a, a ten, uh, number ten prospect. Yeah, but Fine. that that to me makes more sense for the Rangers. So I actually put Loizaga in there over Herman because I think that potentially other teams might see more total value, including offseason troubles, in a guy like Loizaga who has the live arm. Yeah, just Loizaga, ha- they ha- the Yankees have not figured out if Loizaga is a starter or a reliever yet. And I think that's hurting his value because if he's a reliever, he doesn't have much value. If he turns into a good starting pitcher, then fine. Yes, he has value. But at least Herman has pitched a full season as a starting pitcher. Yes. I, I just think there. I think his his um, value is diminished because of the off offseason stuff. And he hasn't pitched in a long time. So that, that also plays into it. So yeah, my original thinking was going to go Andujar and Domingo Herman in that deal for Lance Lynn. And I, I love that deal. Like that, that's a fine deal for me as well. Um, but I actually thought the deal that I proposed with Loisigo would actually be a more realistic deal to get done in my brain. And that's it. That's my, uh, that's, that's, that's my, uh, that's my plan, baby. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 
With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. And I've used this before to hire. Let me tell you, $75, you're probably going to get your candidate. You're going to get a ton of candidates with that amount of credit. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over, guys. Football is back. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every single possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. So your rotation, I mean, obviously that's a filthy rotation. My rotation doesn't top that because if you have Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Lance Lynn as a one, two, three punch in the playoffs, that's topping pretty much every team in baseball. I, I again stayed away from Trevor Bauer because I don't think it's realistic. Part of this, even though we Why are, do you think playing it's not realistic jo- because of the because of the, yes, the the Yankees don't want to dip their toes in 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 the controversial waters of Trevor Bauer. Whether you think it's controversial or not, I think Steinbrenner and the Yankees PR department and, and Brian Cashman does not want to deal. Do, they do not want to answer the Trevor Bauer questions. Why is he vlogging from the locker room? Why is he doing this? They just don't want to do deal with that. If he signs that deal, there's going to be an understanding. You do understand that, right? If he signs the deal with the New York Yankees, whatever the dollar amount is, there will be an understanding. Well, I don't think... See, I think Trevor Bauer likes doing that stuff. So I I think he won't sign with the Yankees if they tell him you can't do that stuff. Oh, I disagree. I think he's going to get money from someone because he's a really good pitcher. So if if the... uh, I don't know. If the Houston Astros or if the... If the Dodgers or the Cubs want to pay Trevor Bauer $30 million a year and let him vlog, he's going to do that rather than take $35 million from the Yankees. This is going to be the second thing that Matt Blake does well. And that's going to be another Cleveland Trevor connection. Bauer. Is that why you're... Uh, no, I, I, I think that... Yeah, I think that be the analytics approach to the Yankees and the way that they've done that, they, they need to embrace guys like this who have also taken this approach. And I think guys who who are so serious about this approach, they have to line up with teams that that will cater to it as well. And I think the Yankees are a team. If you get rid of all of the off-the-field stuff, just look at the baseball, look at the, the way that they approach the game, look at the way that he approaches the game, and there's a very, very natural fit there, actually. He wants, to, I think he wants the big stage. I think he wants the big stage. I think that's, that's the thing that he's been missing. He's been in Cleveland and in Cincinnati. He's been in freaking Ohio. He can't get out of Ohio. He wants to go to the biggest stage in the world, and that's New but York. But he's kind of turning his own... He's creating his own stage. He, he is. is. You're right, but imagine how big it will be if he's on the New York Yankees also. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I would love the pitcher. If we're just talking about the pitcher, Trevor Bauer, of course. But unfortunately, that's not what we're just talking about. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be wrong and the Yankees are going to go after him. Um, I kind of took the approach where 
Can, me, signing, can I just yeah. tell you my approach? My, the reason I, I say this because I understand that it's a, a bit of, it's a wild card. It is a risk with the personality on that side of things. The Yankees have two years to win, and they have to look at that. They have to look at I, two. That's a good point. Years, and if they don't win in two years, they're in deep shit. They're either yep. going to sign guys like out of arbitration and like hope that they continue to play well or or or, or not or whatever they're going to do. But they have a two year window that is yep. their highest percentage to win, and I think that. A guy like Trevor Bauer, who's at the top of his game right now, there's a little bit of uncertain. So maybe you do get a little bit of a bargain for the pitcher itself. They have to line up against some of these other um, th- these other teams that that are going. They ha- they have to look at Tampa and what Tampa's doing. They have to match up with Tampa. They got to get better in the pitching department, and you can't depend on Severino. And if you don't have a number two uh, that's that's dependable that you know is going to be on this team, a guy. That oh by the way, can you imagine Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole in a film room? My God, these guys! I think they're I think they're going to level each other out so well that they'll be like, well, they squashed their beef from college. It, it's going to be, I think they could be an amazing duo. I and agree with you. The Yankees have a boy two-year Lance, hot dog Lynn in there, and you're, we're good. I also wrote in my notes to maximize the next two years because after two years, Garrett Cole's not going to be the same pitcher. Aaron Judge's arbitration is going to be up. If you think John Carlos Stanton's injury situation is bad now, just wait till he's 34 years old. So yes, they need to win the World Series in one of these next two years, preferably both of these next two years. So that's why I said, screw it. Trade prospects for Lance Lynn. You can't just keep holding on to prospects. And that's why I also signed Michael Brantley, even though he's a little bit older in age, because he is exactly the type of hitter this offense needs right now. He has ranked in the top 12% in the league since 2018 in K percentage, 10.6% K percentage. He's a left-handed hitter and he plays left field. That is like the ideal hitter to put at the number three spot behind Aaron Judge. That's what we've been talking about. DJ LeMahieu leadoff, Aaron Judge number two, Michael Brantley number three. That would be great. That's why I want to sign Brantley and move Clint Frazier to the fourth outfield spot because this just guess what? This outfield's still going to have injury issues. Hicks injury issue, Judge injury issue, and Brantley at his age, possible injury issue. So Clint Frazier is going to get plenty of playing time. But I think Brantley's a great hitter. Add a great hitter to the lineup. He's a good hitter. He he gets he makes a lot of contact. He gets on. You're right. It's a style change. There's no doubt. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, last week, whenever the hell it was. I, I do believe that Clint Frazier has the ability to uh, to get to a point where, you know, I know people don't look at batting average, but I could see him. I could see Clint Frazier maturing into a 300 plus hitter. I could see him doing that. I think he's I think he's going to, uh, you know, with, with his commitment to go the other way. Like, I, I do believe he's going to be getting on base more, striking out less. I think there's going to be uh, an evolution in him, and I and I see him turning into a a very very good offensive player, and I think a, a really a well-rounded offensive player. So I like giving him the development time because I think he's so ready for it right now, uh, and that there's not a guy on this team who has worked harder and and seen the dividends in the in the in the hard work more than Clint Frazier. So I so think do you that, think signing Brantley would discourage him going into next year? Absolutely, because even if they tell him you're on the roster. You're going to play 120 games a year. It's just not going to be in left field every day. He wants 162. He wants 150 games. He wants to be the left fielder for the New York Yankees. Okay, and, and, and he deserves right. it, and he should be. And I think he's a at this time, at this point, like I, ha- I think he has the ability to be a better player than Michael Brantley. He's got the ability, and I think he can show it. With, not with, next year. Maybe next year. Maybe the year after. But he's in that. He's not far off. 
Uh, I think he's definitely got just, more upside. I, I like uh, I like the player, man, and I and I, I think he showed so much this year. The strikeouts in this lineup in the playoffs are such a is such a freaking issue. Right, they got to figure out how to get more balance in this offense. And and while Clint Frazier could be that, he's not that right now. He still strikes out a lot. I just I don't see them going out and signing a guy at seventeen million dollars a year as a position player. In what they with what they have, I just, it's a it's a tough. It's a tough self because I was looking at Brantley. I wanted to sign him. He's the guy like he's you look at who's available right now and the type of hitter this team needs. He fits the mold so very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're doing that and you're sacrificing at bats for somebody else. And I don't think that Clint Frazier should be the one that you should be sacrificing at bats. It hurt me. Uh, originally, I didn't have it in the plan. You know, originally, I don't know if you looked at Tommy Listella. Did you look at Listella at all? He's no. basically the left-handed DJ LeMahieu. He doesn't yeah. strike out. He gets a ton of hits. He's He plays multiple positions. I was like, can I actually fit Tommy Listella into this lineup with DJ LeMahieu? And I ended up not doing it because he doesn't play the outfield. If Tommy Listella could just play left field like 40 games, I would have signed him, but he can't. I think he would be a great option as well. It's certainly a great backup option if DJ LeMahieu doesn't work out for whatever reason. So help me God. So I, instead of, uh, so I looked at Marcus Stroman. Did you look at Marcus Stroman? No. I saw his name and then I moved on. So he's got a good ground ball rate. And then I was about to try and figure out a contract for him. And I was like, I don't want ground balls. All right. I don't want another number three pitcher at five years. And I ended up signing Gosman, who's like a number three or four pitcher at best, but it's only a one-year deal. He actually had a really good season in San Francisco. 3.62 ERA, 3.09 FIP, 3.49 expected ERA. What was the difference? Why did he suck in Baltimore and why was he good in San Francisco? He improved his fastball velocity. Don't know how he did that, but who cares? He lowered his walk percentage and he allowed fewer hard hit percentage. So bank on that. Bank on him actually figuring something out in San Francisco, translating that into a decent starting pitcher for the Yankees. Be what J-Hap couldn't be. Give me six innings every night in the regular season of decent starting pitching so I'm not in my bullpen every night in the fourth inning. He's not going to give you six innings. Uh, that, that So if I'm, that, my thing is when you say, when you're, when you're talking about a guy like Gosman, yeah, he's, he's, he's flashed. He's one of those Baltimore pitchers that is, that they've hyped up and has flashed brilliance. You know, they've probably had 15 of those guys over the last 10 years that never worked out. He's just a guy that I, it, it's like doing the same thing. It's like, okay, let's, oh, it's another Paxton. It's another Tanaka. I might as well sign Tanaka for that if I'm, if I'm signing him. And I know there's a, probably another two years, but yeah. And I just I don't like it. Gosman was just flat out better than Tanaka last year. I know, but and with my one and, year and window, he doesn't have I need the something same... more stable. That's it. I need something more dependable than a guy like Kevin Gosman. Yeah, and, and maybe down. I'm maybe I'm just banking on Severino coming back and being good again. Because and that's that's where I that's where I was different. I I can't bank on that. If we get that, no, well, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. But at this point, because they have a two-year window, because there are contracts up and people are going to be looking at these next two years, I don't believe that they can bank on that. If they get that, and if they were to sign somebody else, let's say they do sign Trevor Bauer, just for conversation's sake, you know that they can just, they can can wait on Severino. They can bring him along slowly so that he's primed and ready to go for the playoffs. And that's what they will do probably. Yeah, but I mean, I think they could do that if they acquire Lynn and Gosman as well, because th- those are more stable arms and you have Montgomery as well. And then you're talking about Debbie Garcia as a number five pitcher next year. Yeah, yeah. I still, I have, 
I think like everybody else, as far as the scouts have looked, there's concern about the the durability of a Davy Garcia over an entire year. And you keep doing that because of the 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 way that he throws. Like it's in the back of the mind. I have I haven't really seen, you know, it be a, a thing, but it's in the back of the mind, I think, for everybody. So depending on that, I, I just think that the Yankees have an opportunity right now. When we talk about this all the time, every year it seems like we have the same conversation. Okay, we need to make sure that we have six guys ready to go in the in the rotation, right? Like I mean, seven six. guys in the rotation. Nine? How about nine? But I mean, everybody wants to sign more starting pitchers than you do rotation spots. More major league pitchers than you, you have do to. rotation spots. But the Yankees have such an opportunity right now that they don't have to do that. They can sign guys to fit into the major league and still keep these other guys in the minor leagues ready to go. They don't have to bring them up right now. They don't have to. So they can actually go out and pay more guys uh, some money to to come in, fill these uh, these rotation spots right now on the major league level, and not have to figure out what you're going to do with somebody because they have options. Did you look at acquiring any bullpen help? Like Liam Hendricks is a free agent, and I thought like, oh, that 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 could be another good bullpen arm. And then I kind of like flip flopped, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want them to be able to lean on the bullpen too much. I don't want them to have that as like an out clause where it's like, oh, well, our starting pitcher sucks. So we're just going to take them out after after the the four and two thirds innings because we have Liam Hedricks and Adam Adovino and Tommy Canely and all these guys. It's like, no, don't bank on that happening. How about you actually get starting pitchers who can pitch deeper into the game? At the end of the day, I have no more confidence than some guy coming over that had a good year last year than I do Nick Nelson. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, so I'm, actually, I don't, this... I, I don't, I don't have any more confidence than any of the guys that you name. And I don't even give a shit who it is that's going to come over and have the amount of success than a guy like potentially Nick Nelson or one of these other hard throwing right handers that we have in the minor leagues. Ben Heller could turn around and have a good year. I, I think he's getting close to his, oh, his chances being. I off. forgot. I, I I just told, don't tender him a contract. He's now in arbitration. He can't. He cannot stay healthy. Like what's the? That's point? the problem. He cannot. Say, he's having a really difficult. Time. It's, it's he's he's going to make like eight hundred grand in arbitration. It's just literally not worth it. You Ben Heller, Luis Gill, Albert Abreu. What is the difference? That's the thing. And I, I think that when you start talking about some of these guys that are available for twelve, thirteen million dollars, similar to what Adovino is doing, like nah, man, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm done with these guys. Let's bring up some uh, some kids. We have the Cessas. Herman's going to be there. That's another guy you can plug into the bullpen. Listen, you know, I don't hate your idea of trading him. You have you have insane depth in your starting rotation now. Well, Herman Herman is going to be competing for the number five rotation spot, but he can also be a a guy in the bullpen. He can be. Who who would be go to the bullpen first, Herman or Devi Garcia? Herman, you think so? I think so. Um, because of an actual pitching reason, or because of the domestic abuse situation? Well, I don't think the, the I don't think the domestic abuse situation actually plays into the fact. Well, then, of what, what is the actual pitching reason? There's no actual pitching reason to say that uh, uh, Herman deserves growth, to go to the bullpen. Development growth. I think that at this point, that if Herman works out, if he's effective in any way, I think the the um, the Yankees don't have the long term investment. Uh, mindset of him anymore, obviously, that they would on a Davy Garcia. And if they track Garcia as a starting pitcher long term, they're not going to put him in the bullpen. So, although they've I, done that in the past and screwed it up, and I'm hoping that they would learn from these lessons. Based on contract estimates, arbitration estimates, and all the contracts I signed, I have about $230 million in luxury tax salary for 2021. 
I'm at like two thirty-four. You fit that in with Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I have. Um, How Lemayhew? Unless my Excel thing is wrong, I got rid of Adovino. But who did who for did, Gardner? Oh, I guess so. I signed Brantley, so basically yeah. the five extra million is Bauer over Brantley. Yeah, and which one? So now look at five million dollars and tell me who do you want? No, listen. I'm not telling you Trevor Bauer's a bad addition to this team. I just don't think it's realistic. I tried to also be realistic. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's unrealistic to be honest. I really don't. Okay. I think. Well, I last think year there's a. But see, I think last you have a conversation year you didn't with sign a, Garrett Cole. You didn't sign Garrett Cole in your plan because you said you don't think it's realistic. The Yankees are going to go to the contract lengths to get him. And look, they did. Right, they did. So now it's open. The bank is open. Yeah. I don't think the bank is open for another mega free agent pitcher, especially the one of personality. We, they, were just, they were just paying Jacoby Ellsbury how many millions of dollars? 20, they, were, they were just paying million. Tanaka $23 million last year. I, I don't think they're going to have a problem with going anywhere between $25 and $30 million for a guy that, like you just said, is about to win the Cy Young in the National League and has that type of stuff. I don't if think it's going to be a problem. Have a freaking vlog. Then I would agree with you. I'm I'm fine with his fucking vlog. I don't think it's I'm good. fine with it too. <laughs> I think that the Yankees fine need, with it too. understand that they have been in a drought for ten plus years at this point, and they got to win. They got to win. They have and, to win. This and is having, a having a little bit of a a bad boy come in who has great work ethic. You don't think Hot Dog Lance Lynn could fill that bad boy role? No, I think Hot Dog Lance Lynn could be a, a, a fun like tag along guy. I think like you, you, you know, three guys walk into a bar, Garrett Cole, Trevor <laughs> Bauer and hot dog Lance Lynn. Now you got no one's messing with that, with that, with that trio. So you, you didn't really address a major issue on this the team offense. and that's lineup balance. Yeah. I tried to address that with Michael Brantley and I think I did. I, look, I don't disagree with you. My, my, where I, where I was stuck between a rock and a hard place in my own brain was Clint Frazier versus Michael Brantley, because I think that's a very real comparison. Like I, one of them is going to be starting in left field. They're competing essentially for that left field spot. So I think there's I believe enough that Clint Frazier, I hear, I think that Clint Frazier is ready to take the next step. That's what I think. I believe that. Are you confident in saying for the next two seasons, Clint Frazier will outperform Michael Brantley? I think it's going to be goddamn close. If he's, if he's given uh consistent playing time. Yes. I think it's going to be very close. In what way, though? Like, okay, again, so, I've, so, I've, so I've maybe, maybe he'll have. I think that he's got the ability, and I think he's very close to this as well. He, we saw major adjustments this year with him going the other way. I don't think he's that far off from making more adjustments where he's making more contact, striking out less. And I mean, look, Michael Brantley strikes out ten percent of the time. Clint Frazier strikes out twenty eight percent of the time. That's a huge difference. That, that's fine, but that's also there's there's room for improvement, and I think he's got the ability to do it. I do think he's got the ability to do it. I really do. Yeah. I, I I know starting pitching is an issue. That's why I added two starting pitchers. But uh, I think I think we've learned this offense is not capable of winning in the postseason. When you go up against Tampa's entire pitching staff, and you go up against some of these other pitching staffs, that then you have, know what? At the trade deadline, make a move for a bat if you are seeing because I think that's more of a, a realistic it's possibility. Harder to, it's harder to acquire bats at the deadline than it is to just sign it's, them in it's free agency. Cheaper, it's cheaper to do it than to get an arm if you understand that your arms are not where they need to be. And this year, walking into the playoffs, like I, they were not where they wanted to be with the arms. Not not even close. Oh my they God. Were, they, were, they, were <laughs> they had one pitcher. 
they, they were, had one they pitcher. Were, right. You have to address that. I know that the, the offense didn't execute in the times. And I know that there's balance issues with that. But you can go out and get a guy uh, in midseason to help your offense. You can do that. So I, I, I do love your Bauer and Adam Eaton, Bauer honestly, like, like, there's upside there. I think he had I looked a, a at, He strikes year. out a ton, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was look. I literally sorted on Fangrass. Like, who doesn't strike out a lot? Can we trade for him? There's just like, not that many of those guys either. So there, but but the guys that are, it's they're enticing. Like Tommy Lastella, I think if you can fit him on this roster, would really help. I just okay. didn't. Fi- I couldn't figure out a way to fit him on this roster. Can you tell me? I'm looking him up on Spot Track right now. Uh, ben Gamble is another guy that I thought was potentially interesting. Um, Lastella, let me look up. You're not going to get is- Ben Gamble and say he's going to help balance this lineup. Like I'm just, I'm just kind of kidding with Ben Gamble. You know, he's going to. It's a re. I also with the picked, boys. Dude, so why did I extend a minor league contract to Daniel Murphy? Because he doesn't strike out and he can play first base and he's left-handed. Yeah, and but- I think he could be a nice bench bench piece to back up Luke Voigt. Okay, fine. Seriously, I, I was I was okay signing him two years ago. Ben Gamble strikes out 30% of the time. All right. So Ben, ben Gamble was just a nice reunion piece, to be honest. I, you just, I just wanted the hair. You just wanted to see him do a hair flip. I just, you know, I think him and Clint Frazier, I have a shirt that never got released. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why called, you wanted to that's get It's called ben Flow Bros. And that's it never got one. released because Ben Gamble got traded and I feel robbed. Fair enough. A guy like Tommy Lostello, though, like to me, that's a very similar player. He's left-handed DJ LeMahieu. Not as good, but he's, he's left-handed DJ LeMahieu. He, what does uh, Eaton strike out at? I didn't think it was that high. 26% is what I remember looking at Fangraphs. So I was looking for a veteran guy, left-handed bat, that can play multiple positions. That's really what I'm looking for. A guy that can that can add some stick, a guy that can, you know, give add you... Some stick. Add some stick. That can get okay, you... Some um, good stick game going. That can get you, you know, just some value in, in different places, some leadership qualities as well going to be losing Brett Gardner. I just think Brett Gardner at this point, you just, we're ready to move on, man. Like, yeah, you got to move on. At some like, point you have to do it. And if this window you, is closing. Yeah. You got to cut the cord eventually because Brett Gardner is not going to get any better. He's just not going to get any better at this point. Now, do I think that they are going to sign Brett Gardner for one more year? Probably. See, that to me makes even less sense than signing Michael Brantley. Cause at least if you're signing Michael Brantley, you're signing an established left fielder who you think is going to really help you. If in your case, like I agree, if they sign Brett Gardner, it's like, well, he's going to take a ton of playing time from Clint Frazier, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. I wanted them to do this last year. I think I had Brantley in my plans last year at one point. Was he? A, was he? Well, a, no, no, he was, was a, a free year, agent. Maybe it was two, two years, years ago. ago. Then it was two years ago. I was ready to to move on. You know, like Brantley is a guy that I've always been, I've always had my eye on because of the way that he plays. I like, I like his battle. He just a lot. seems like a good dude to plug in there and just like he's steady, man. He's a veteran presence who goes in there and just rakes. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, he's a good player. All right, so guys, let us know which GM plan you like better. I mean, I'm not going to argue with your rotation. Your rotation is better than mine. Well, you but... did this to me last year with Garrett Cole. You signed Garrett Cole, and I was like, well, okay, yep. <laughs> like there was just a philosophical difference of what we thought they that they might do. And I think this year there's just more of an emphasis that they got to win. And there's or, a guy. Or do you the... listen to their press conferences and hear how close they think they are? And That's... they don't really need to go out and get Trevor Bauer because this team's so close. That's what scares me. <laughs> and they, this was a weird year, Scott. This is a weird COVID year, and we're so close to the World Series. Even though we didn't even get to the ALCS this year, we're so close to the World Series. Yeah. 
that uh, we didn't win our division this year, but we're so close to the World Series. We wouldn't have made the playoffs this year if it weren't for expanded playoffs, but we're so close to winning the World Series. The through line worries me a little bit with the fact that they are so nonchalant about the language. I don't like the la- that language at the end of the year. You can have more deter- more definitive language about not being close because you weren't. So I don't like that at all. I don't. Um, so we'll um, maybe we'll put out like a little graphic with um, the high level pieces. Cool. And we'll put it out on Twitter. Guys, let us know what you think. Submit your mailbag questions. Uh, re- you know, reacting to our to our plans. Anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? Maybe that you considered. Um, I, I just I think the the big thing is that I wanted to shore up the rotation. I identified the fact that they have controllable pieces that are major league ready. And you have the ability to either re-sign a guy like Paxton, re-sign a guy like Tanaka, or just not do that and go get a better pitcher, pay for him, and then you still have those other guys in reserve. I feel like they're in an opportunity right now where they can have insane depth in their pitching rotation, and they should take advantage of it. And it's just money at this point. And it's really, it's Apple's... It's, it's oh, like, at this point, luxury tax? Like, well, no, no, you're, but you're, Blow you're, it out you're, the water. you're just taking... A, it's not like you're adding that much money to what you're paying. Because of the stuff guys coming out. off. Yeah. You're just swapping guys out and you're getting better, significantly better. All right, that'll do it for the annual GM plans offseason. Hopefully next year we're talking about one after a World Series. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.